Welcome to the Gifted Therapy Podcast, hosted by Mary Stone. Through her gift of being claircognizant, psychic, and her mediumship skills, you will be intrigued and educated about alternative ways of healing. Mary has 20 years of experience to bring her to this point. It all started with a tragedy of her own. She will be joined by me, Renee Johnson, the producer and a longtime client and friend of Mary's. I am a firm believer of all things spiritual and am a testimony of how Mary's sessions have changed my life. I hope these sessions can help you with clarity, peace, comfort, and closure, and provide you with helpful information as you move through your earthly journey. Everything provided in this podcast has come from Mary's own experience of doing private readings. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us for today's episode. Um, Today, we'll be talking about broken heart syndrome. And today we have a special guest, an actual cardiologist with us today. So this is a very exciting episode. So with that said, hi, Mary. Hi, Renee. Uh, Hi, Dr. Pianco. Hi, Renee. Hi, Mary. Thank you for putting me on your show. Looking forward. I am too. I'm so grateful you are taking the time today to talk with us about broken heart syndrome. Yes. So to get the the ball rolling, uh, Dr. Pianco, can you explain to us what is broken heart syndrome? That's a very good question, which I want to explain. Mm -hmm. We used to think broken heart syndrome was just an emotional thing and not a physical thing. That if someone either has an argument with their spouse or lover or a breakup or an argument with their boss or some other significant person and they felt bad and had some symptoms associated with this, we thought up until the past couple of years, it was just an emotional and a psychiatric and a psychological response. But Mm -hmm. now over the past few years, we understand there's much more to this and there's a physiological basis to a broken heart syndrome. So just to explain it a little bit, we all have what's called the fight or flight response, which is brought on by adrenaline, Mm -hmm. or it's also called catecholamine. There's some little glands above the kidneys called the adrenal gland, and that allows the body to modulate stress. Mm -hmm. So for instance, uh, if you're climbing the Empire State Building, more adrenaline is released so you can have a higher blood pressure and a faster heart rate to respond to uh, some stress. You also, people always hear a story where a mother sees her kid caught under a car and the lady weighs 110 pounds and somehow she gets enormous strength to lift the car up and save her child. So the question mm-hmm. is what gives her the ability to do that? And it's the same thing, catecholamine, which is- wow a hormone release from the adrenal gland. But this is both good and bad. Because for instance, uh, if someone puts a gun to your head or you're in a severe emotional stress, you actually have tremendous amount of this catecholamine released, which can Mm -hmm. be both a good and a bad thing like everything else in life and medicine. It's called homeostasis. You want to have regulation between the good effects of the catecholamine and the bad effects of the catecholamine. And basically what the broken heart syndrome is in response to 
an argument with a boss, an argument with a lover, or some kind of severe emotional stress, people can have excess production of this catecholamine produced, and mm-hmm. you feel bad, and your heart starts racing, and your blood pressure shoots up, and it can actually precipitate a heart attack, which is what we call takusubo cardiomyopathy, which is a Japanese term. And wow. takusubo means octopus trap. And mm-hmm. this has been looked at from uh, cardiology techniques, meaning you see abnormalities on electrocardiogram, you see elevated blood enzyme called troponin that goes along with someone having a heart attack. You do imaging of the heart and it shows damage to the heart. So basically, the symptoms are exactly the same with Takasubu's cardiomyopathy with a conventional heart attack. And you have chest tightness, pressure, one goes to the emergency room and their electrocardiographic changes, their changes on blood enzymes called troponin elevated, there are echocardiographic changes. So it's so far, it's exactly the same as a heart attack caused mm-hmm. by a blood clot. What is different when someone has an angiogram from Takusuba's cardiomyopathy, there's no narrowing, there's no blockages. So that's why this is brought on purely from catecholamine excess and not from a blood clot. So that's why it's different, but one cannot uh, notice any difference based on the symptoms or based on the initial evaluation in the hospital. So it's very important, especially for women, but for men also, but it's much more common in women, that if you're having tightness, pressure, not feeling right, don't say it's just stress, go Mm -hmm. to the emergency room or see your doctor and take this stuff seriously because sometimes it's something significant. And the only way you can tell if it's significant or not is being evaluated properly. Right, right. Mm -hmm. But it's when you go to the emergency room and they do all the tests and then they say, okay, this is broken heart syndrome, um, does that happen? I mean, is that what they say to the person? They won't know right away it's broken heart syndrome. They'll do a blood enzyme, it'll be positive. They'll do EKG, it'll be abnormal. They'll do an echocardiogram and it'll be abnormal. Uh And then most people are taken to the heart cath lab. And the only way you know it's Takusubo's versus a conventional heart attack is on the angiogram. Gotcha. So they, they wouldn't be able to tell you, but people who have this with abnormal findings need to be admitted to the hospital, admitted to the ICU. If everything is negative in terms of EKG, cardiac enzymes, echocardiogram, when you go to the emergency room, then they can be discharged and followed up with their regular physician. So it could be, you know, mild variant of Takusubo's that, you know, the arteries open up, but people who have significant problems need to be admitted to the hospital. Mm -hmm. So with the broken heart syndrome, these chest pains, how long does it take for them to go away? Do they ever go away or do people chronically continue to suffer from them? No, this is, that's a very good question. This is in contradistinction to a conventional heart attack brought on by plaque. Usually they go away in a short time. Sometimes it can last a day, two days, but there shouldn't be chronic problems from it. Once the uh, person is stabilized and the catecholamine excess is released and you go back to yourself, one should be fine, you know, in a short time. And the medicine, medical treatment will be, you know, completely different. This would be something that would be treated with uh, beta blockers that uh, lower the amount of catecholamine or relaxation medicines as opposed to treating with statins or sugar or blood pressure or other medicines that open up the arteries. So it's mm-hmm. not a 
atherosclerotic process. It's a catecholamine excess process. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And for someone who does have this type of um, situation where they have this heartbreak syndrome, like how do you know it's a real emergency? How do you know you need to go to the ER versus it's a heartbreak routine um, feeling that you're feeling? How do you know when it's an emergency, you know? No one knows. Mm. And I have friends who are doctors, very esteemed, and for two weeks they thought they were having a gastro problem and they had a heart attack. Mm -hmm. So the only way one knows, no matter how intelligent or unintelligent or connected or not connected you are, you only know by going to the hospital, having electrocardiogram, having blood enzymes done, having echocardiogram done, and being assessed clinically. You can't tell on your own if this is significant or not. So it's always good to err on the cautious side and be safe. If you're not feeling right and you have tightness and pressure and it's lasting, mm -hmm. you should go to an emergency room where if it's not so significant, see your regular doctor. Gotcha. Okay. And go ahead, Mary. No, I just had, I was um, talking to the doctor earlier and I've always been interested in how this happens when couples are together for years and years and years and one happens to pass away and then the other passes away like a week later that's really not even sick. Um, is that broken heart syndrome maybe? It's probably a variant of it. It's hard to prove one way or another, but something changes the internal milieu with the catecholamines, with neurohormones, with transmitters. And you know, sometimes people just give up. And mm -hmm. when you give up, it really has a deleterious effect. But I always try to tell patients whatever the problem is, in the honest way is, we're going to figure this out. We're going to get to the bottom of this. We're going to help you. When people put up the white flag and surrender, often it becomes a terminal event. So emotions and depression and anxiety, all these go hand in hand. It may not be a terminal event in a week, but you know when people really give up and really depress and lose the will to get better, it has a bad effect on them. It wouldn't yeah. be Takasuba's cardiomyopathy itself, but it's a variant of this. I see. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like uh, this happen could happen to people who have broken hearts, but might this happen to someone who doesn't necessarily have like a, a heartbreaking moment? Could other things trigger broken heart syndrome? Right. That would be more like a chronic, you know, broken heart, Takasuba's cardiomyopathy is really an acute event. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. uh, someone puts a gun to your head or your extremely traumatic, emotionally difficult situations. That's like an acute problem. The other ones are more chronic. And there's an interplay between the brain and the heart and the rest of the body and the hormones. And that would be more of a, a slower process, but it's, it's, it's the same process. When your uh, catecholamines, neurohormones, neurotransmitters are out of whack, it has a very deleterious effect on people. Mm -hmm. Which is why people should get help from a mental health counselor and a social worker in holistic medicine. And that's why people have dogs. And that's why people have good relationships or a job that they enjoy. These things are very helpful to I keep drink. people in a good milieu. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You, you hear of the pets when you have a dog that it lowers your blood pressure and it calms you down and um, helps anxiety. So that's a very good point. 
Yeah, I know, Mary, yeah. on, on your end, I know a lot of people come to you as clients um, suffering from loss in their their um, families and things like that. So I'm sure there are many people you've encountered who probably have had this broken heart syndrome before, right? You know, Renee, that's a really good point because all the years that I've been doing counseling and reading, um, people have said to me, I am so sad. I feel like I'm going to die from a broken heart. And that's why I was so interested in doing this topic because, you know, it, I, people have said that to me for years. So, you know, it makes sense of what the doctor is saying. Mm-hmm. And well, uh, I'm trying to say it's a real thing. It's not just an emotional thing. Exactly. Right. This gives us some, you know, physiological and echocardiographic and EKG and uh, uh, ways of monitoring it, but it, but it's a real thing. Nice, gotcha. You have to treat it globally. Mm-hmm. And um, from your practice, have you noticed that this syndrome uh, takes women more so than men or vice versa? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Like we say, it's kind of simplistic, but women are different than men. Mm-hmm. For sure. So I think women's hearts are a little different than men's. The blood vessels are smaller. They're more prone to emotional thing, but both men and women get it. But, you know, the emotional psyche of women is, you know, I think a little bit more fragile than men and they take things more seriously and emotional upset, but everyone has to take this stuff seriously. Mm-hmm. But uh, more, more women have this than men. Are the symptoms the same as in men and yes. women? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And does- It's not a gender thing. Plenty of men have the same thing. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, the arteries may be a little bit bigger or they adjust themselves, but it's the same mechanism. Right. It's the same adrenal glands, the same catecholamine that's released, whether it's, you know, women or men, just, you know, mm-hmm. somehow uh, we see it more in, mm-hmm. in uh, women. The emotions, men always seem to hold in their emotions uh, more than women do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, In terms of uh, my last question for you, in terms of age, now that, you know, things with social media and all of these, you know, things out here now, uh, do you find that you're getting more and more younger clientele or patients, I should say, uh, with broken heart syndrome or symptoms and things like that? I think it's all related. And it's not an age thing, but the older you are, the more sensitive you are. But plenty of young people have it. And it's just something that I'm happy to be part of this uh, podcast just to make people aware. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think the awareness is most important and treatment is available. Not everyone has the most uh, advanced form of this, but it's something that you know needs to be watched and needs to be aware of and needs to be treated with multiple people. Mm-hmm, cardiologists, mm-hmm. internists, social workers, psychologists, physical therapists, you know, whatever is necessary, holistic people. Do you, if you have an underlying um, health condition to begin with, does this make it worse? I mean, does it come out worse than if you didn't yeah, have a well, heart condition? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, if you have underlying blockages, even though I said before, most people don't have blockages, but you know, if someone had some underlying blockages and they have this, it just, you know, exacerbates it. So that's mm-hmm. why I think we see more in older people with other medical problems, diabetes, blood pressure. But uh, it's, an ex- it's an extra trigger. I see. So yeah. it mm-hmm. certainly can worsen it. So it can happen to somebody who's totally healthy that's never had a heart condition 
Um, yeah, the cute thing, it can happen out of the blue. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's a little scary. <laughs> it is scary. <laughs> I know. I mean, the people who have, you know, no symptoms and have an argument with their boss and get fired, it, you know, most people do okay. I'm just saying it just, no, it's I a know. real thing that we're seeing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Renee. Yeah. So basically, um, it can be triggered at any time. Is this common in people who maybe have panic attacks? Do you think that that's a, a it's factor? It's part, part of it. But, you know, people who have, you know, underlying psychiatric and underlying problems probably can handle it better because their body is used to it. And something happens out of the blue, it's, you know, you have less uh, resilience. I mean, <laughs> what your body feels. But, uh, you know, it can happen out of the blue or it can happen, you know, cumulative. But mm-hmm. I think most of this is... Uh, uh, you know, the catecholamine excess, which, you know, sometimes can, can really happen, uh, you know, out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's too much catecholamine is released. Your body can't, he- can't handle it. Wow. And your blood pressure shoots up and your pulse shoots up and it gets, you know, really significant quickly. Yeah. Well, wow. I'm so glad you're educating us on this. It's, it is a little scary for women right now. I mean, but the thing is, I, I, I'm so interested in this because it's really not talked about. And right. when you, when you say that word, broken heart syndrome, people look at you, well, yeah, you're just sad. That's all. You're just sad. Right. And um, so I am so glad that you're taking this I think this that's the point. It's not just sadness. It's not just emotional. It's not just, uh, depression, it's a combination of everything with a physiological uh, component to it. Mm -hmm. Wow. What would you give anybody, any woman or man advice, and you want to leave it with us just to to send us off with a good thought? Not that I think it's good to be aware of something. I think people really not feeling well should go to the hospital, should see their doctor, and know that it's not just, you know, uh, depression, anxiety, there are some real uh, physiological manifestations of this. Okay. Hmm. I think that's going to give a lot of people a little bit of kind of a peace of mind. I hope I was yeah. helpful. And, you know, you were, it's, it was it's a great. real thing and people should be aware of it. And I think this will be helpful. Awesome. Well, thank you, Dr. Pianco, so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you everyone for listening. Please follow us at our Facebook page at Gifted Therapy and share this episode with anyone who you think might like to hear it. If you could leave us a comment and like our podcast episodes, that would be greatly appreciated. Please let us know either how much you love the show or any suggestions that you may have for us. Thank you so much for your time. See you next time.